audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. A perfect world. These are for you. Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. We are expecting! <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please! You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. Oh, she's such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess, and you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> Hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Just shut up. Oh. What? Hey! Stop. Hey. Stop it off of this world. The Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast, episode 35. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. That's a lot of podcasts. 35. (laughs) I'm already thinking about our 50th anniversary. Like, maybe I'm just bad at numbers, because even now it seems like last week was 36. Yeah, they're going back. (laughs) Uh, So today I visited uh, our friends at the Bytown for the first time in a year, and it's always... No ill will towards the Bytown, but just I watch everything here, so I don't really venture out. But it's uh, Animation Fest time here in Ottawa. So I went for, I managed to squeeze in an 11 a.m. screening of a uh, foreign film, a Spanish film called Possessed. It was claymation and super R-rated. And uh. that's what I like about festivals, is stuff like you'll never see again. Yeah. Like that, that will unlikely get distribution, you know. Um, I mean, mind you, they're doing a thing this year about Over the Garden Wall, which is available on the internet. Yes, and they do a lot of short film things, and um, yeah, we were in a... In a <laughs> but in a, you may never see that again. You never yeah. see that again, yeah. And in a perfect world, one day, man, I would love to be involved with the Animation Fest, yeah. but um, their their reasoning, which, which is valid, is they kind of want everything kind of nice and central, but we're not that far away, and we get <laughs> like a shuttle bus to come out here and do cool movies yeah. at the Mayfair. I always had fun running it at the Rideau Center, so yeah, when, when, a lot of fun to do it again. When they were there, what did they screen? Was it was it short stuff, or was it... I got to frame who framed Roger Rabbit. Whoa. <laughs> a print? Uh, yeah. Nice. So, so that was one year, plus a bunch of shorts, you know? 
That's the coolest thing about festivals is it seems like it's the only place where Walt Disney will give... <laughs> Open his vault. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, because it was... Last year they played The Little Mermaid. And it was like a year ago or two years ago in Montreal for some, some animation festival there. My friend got to see Nightmare Before Christmas on the big screen and Henry Selick, the director, was there. Yeah. But that's probably the first time that Nightmare has been on the big screen since like 1993. Yeah. Like they, they, they never let stuff out of the old horrible vaults. Yeah. We also got to screen Persepolis, actually. Oh, yeah. That's good, too. Um, yeah. So lots of good stuff at the animation festival. It's just fun. I, I always get a little bit... Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's bittersweet for me because in an alternate universe where I studied really hard in high school <laughs> and had no friends, I would be an animator right now. Yeah. And I always like look at that as like a run, Lola, run kind of thing because I did well. In Yolo, our, you can yeah, still do it. Exactly, you can still do it. <laughs> but it's uh, so I wasn't good enough to get. I, I didn't get into like Sheridan College or whatever after after Canterbury High, and then I went to other things and did other cool things. But I always. It's an, always an, it's an interesting trade-off because that is the genuine trade-off. If I didn't have a social life in high school, I might be working as an animator right now for Walt Disney. Yeah. Because when I was in uh, junior high and, and grade school, I, was, I got great grades, but I was like the, the cliche nerd, you know? Like I had a couple friends, but you just studied and did that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I hit high school, and I was like playing Dungeons and & Dragons and Street Fighter 2 and hanging out with my friends. And I did okay in high school, but I was like, man, if I could trade off my friends, <laughs> I might have, I might be like, you know... I might succeed in I might, I might be directing Hotel Transylvania <laughs> 2 right now, <laughs> but... But it's fun. Like I, I always but like self care is important. Everybody. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's stay good in, to have stay friends. Stay in school. Stay in school. Instead, play games and things will still turn out okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, so but man, Ottawa is just you can't keep track of the festivals because besides for there's the always of, like eight happening at one time. Yeah, <laughs> and like and we have stuff like in the past we've had like writing fest roll through, and now we have like Ottawa Film Society fest roll through. Um, but there's always like a music fest or an animation fest. It's just it never stops. Yeah. And then and then this weekend we've had the ad uh, here um, in house and and uh, been talking about it on social media a bit. Is the uh, the pinball festivals this weekend? Yeah. So I'm gonna try to squeeze in that in between Mayfair stuff because it's like Back to the Future Saturday. But then maybe on Sunday I'll get to squeeze in a couple hours of pinball play. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's good. It's, it's it's better to have a city where you can't keep up with everything yeah. in the opposite <clears throat> and uh but yeah so this weekend we have back to the future yeah trilogy triple built which as we speak uh marcus is getting all, all three 35 millimeter films all three Ready. films are yeah. 35 millimeter which is crazy rare <laughs> crazy rare but what is it what yes i don't know andrew's face is like what no, no it is, it is. he's agreeing okay. he's agreeing <laughs> okay. No, no, I wasn't disagreeing with that. He's, he's okay. sleepy. He needs coffee. There are other places that may be showing it, but right. not on film. Not, not on, on film. film, yeah. We are the only place showing it on film, and we're... Also, we've got a cool fundraiser going on at the same time. Yeah, the, the, the Parkinson's... I always put an extra S in, but it's Parkinson Society Eastern Ontario, and so, so a local group. Um, I think, actually, they just changed their name from Ottawa to Eastern Ontario. Okay. So if you Google that, you'll stumble on them but uh, yeah so they're going to come out and have you know information about their upcoming events and I think 
So sometimes folks like this are lovely but often shy about standing up in front of a crowd and pitching their, 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 their wares, pitching their, their group. But I think they'll be here and they said they'll have like stuff to put on a table and we'll be, we, we have a, a handful of cool folks who have uh, donated stuff and we'll be auctioning that off and then just doing a good old fashioned like put your money in a bucket for them. Yeah. And then that'll be going towards their cause. And I think they said they have some more events coming up in September and October as well. So they'll be talking a bit about that. But that's always nice to kind of, besides for the, the good deed aspect of it, it's nice to kind of get another community group involved and, and something fun like this. And with the Michael J. Fox connection to Parkinson, it was kind of like an easy idea to be like, well, let's let them Why don't we do this? Yeah. Kind, of, kind of piggyback on this, that fun event that we'd be doing anyhow. Yeah. So. And, it, and it's a, an excuse to show movies on film. So Yeah. yeah. Man, we, like, and to show all three, and Marcus said they actually look nice. They actually, because it, it's the unfortunate reality of some of these poor old film prints is, is we were. They've been watched a lot. Oh, man. We were laughing <laughs> They're about. They're pretty brittle. Die Hard, where the piece missing of Die Hard, it couldn't be a more. The worst. Worst part <laughs> to miss, because it's like the climactic, like, Bruce jumping off the building in the explosion and him crashing through the glass. It's missing a big chunk there. And luckily, I find when that happens, the audience very rarely are they like, boo, I want my money back. Usually there's a little laugh and they realize what's going on. Yeah. But I feel bad because I'm like, oh, that's the best part of the movie and it's gone. Yeah. But that's the, the, the blessing and the curse of film is that, especially nowadays, when it breaks, they're not striking up a new print for the most part. No. So that's it. But, um, but it's nothing new because, man, like back in the 90s, I was working at a theater and we were screening Star Trek First Contact. So that was... God, what was that, 98 or something like that, 97? And there's a scene where our heroes are in a little spaceship and the bad guys are in another spaceship and they send out a, a, a missile towards it and there's a twist where the missile misses and then you realize that there's like a double cross. And I watched the movie the first couple times like that, missing that this little like dramatic like, aha, I tricked you line of dialogue. So I thought it just kind of happened, like they missed and then they went from there. And then I saw it ages later and was like, what? <laughs> because our film print... You thought it was a completely different movie. Yeah, our film print was just missing the 10 seconds in which the character says the little, I gotcha. Man. And so I just thought It they, sort of makes you wonder, like, if there's a huge chunk of film missing, chances are it's because something happened with the projector that caused it to jam, right? Yeah. Or, like, you presume that that's what it is and not somebody cutting out a part that they like? Well, yeah. we've had that happen where we showed... Uh, 35 millimeter prints of the Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons yeah. and they'd send us a list of here are all the shorts yeah. and then we'd get the actual film and there'd be shorts missing Yeah, because people would cut them, them and steal them and they never kind of double checked and so we just had I always used to get pissed off at my coworkers who were like do you take a frame off at the beginning and the end yeah. before you splice them? And it's like, no. I want other people to be able to watch this someday, unless it's like Miley Cyrus, in which, you know, yeah. in which case, let's burn it. But, but it's, like, it's like, yeah, like I work in a bookstore and I tear out one page. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, do you just like exacto out sentences that you like? Yeah, I want to keep my favorite line of dialogue. Like, like taking a girl's underwear after you've slept oh, with her or something. Oh, no. <laughs> dark now. But man, it's always like, uh, on occasion, I'll go to um, get a free pass to like a preview movie. So I will notice a couple people who are like film critics. And man, like I watch a ton of movies, but especially when you're a film critic, like you don't have the choice. Like you can't say, 
Like, I don't want to go see the new Twilight movie, or I don't want to go see the new thing. So I'm sure there's It's your a, job to go yeah. into it. So yeah. unfortunately, I'm, sh- I, I, I'm sure there's a bit of... Yeah, you're being paid, though. Yeah, I would take that yes. job. But there's some I see, and they always leave with, like, a good five minutes to go. So usually in the movie, you know, like, it would be like if after watching the first Star Wars film, you saw the Death Star got blown like basically up. basically after the denouement. And then you take off. Door. So you miss the little, like, thing at the end. So many films, you're not missing anything, but there's some films where there's, like, a little twist right at the end or a yeah. cool little thing. And I'm always like... Or, like, a real good joke. Yeah, you gotta stay. You have to stay. <laughs> and one I remember, it was the movie um, 30 Days of Night, a vampire movie. Yeah. And at the end... Um, I'll try not to spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it, but there's kind of a twist that happens to one of the characters, and it really changes the way you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It changes the whole movie, and it's in the last, like, 60 seconds. So I witnessed this film critic walk out, and I'm like, okay, so when you're Give writing your... a bad review yeah. and have no idea what he's talking about. When you're really. writing your review now, you've missed that. It, 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 like, oh. I'm sure there's book critics who don't read the whole book, you know, <laughs> like I'm, or, like, music critics who listen to five songs on a CD, but... <laughs> I always just think, like, that's your job. You have to, you, you, you're all in. You, you have to yeah. watch Sharknado, you know. <laughs> you, you can't, like. <laughs> but, yeah, with, with film, it, 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 there's always that. And, man, like, it, it's few and far in between nowadays. Like, we screened, what, Follow That Bird? That was on film. Eraserhead. Eraserhead was on film. This, the, some Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Die Hard if it's still alive when Christmas rolls yeah. around. <laughs> like, but it, it's, it's, um. But there, there's some people who, like, um, a guy from the Fantasia Fest who's a, a, a Mayfair, Mayfair patron, Mayfair fan, like, he's coming all the way from Montreal to see Back to the Future on film. Yeah. So it really is, like, I think he comes down every time. Yeah. And back when we had, like, a while back when we did, like, James Bond on film or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but now it's just, it's just, it's more difficult, like, when, when they, don't, they don't have them. They're like, can we show this on film? We're like, no, it doesn't exist. <laughs> but... So yeah, so that'll be fun, and and um, I haven't seen Back to the Future in a long time. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. That Rocky Horror Picture, man. Okay, so ambitious. Stay up all day. So we're screening. So the trilogy of Back to the Future, starting in the AM, in the late AM at eleven thirty, and then and then Rocky Horror at ten forty-five, and this will be the last Rocky Horror pre. Where are we? Pre Halloween. Pre Halloween. Well, starting Friday, the day before, we've got um, two um, light. Romantic, yes. uh, not well, maybe not romantic, but uh, light comedy dramas. Well, uh, what we did on our holiday with David Tennant. David Tennant, Doctor Who. Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. He's one. You don't know. <laughs> How do I know? Well, you there's don't so know. there's so. Well, I, I he, saw it on IMDb. He's not only Doctor Who. He's like two Doctor Who's past yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he is. It's so funny because like I came in, I came into Doctor Who late. Like when I was a kid, I wasn't really into it. But this the. You can't even call it a reboot because it's still in continuity, but yeah. 10 or 11 years ago when it started up again, that's when I started watching it and just fell in love with it. So one guy only did it for one year, and then he split, and that was Chris Eccleson, who's mm-hmm. in various movies and TV shows, um, and then David Tennant took over. And at the time, David Tennant, his biggest claim to fame was probably he was in like a Harry Potter movie, and then he did a lot of British stuff, a lot of other British stuff. But he really kind of gets credit of bringing the Doctor Who to the to the masses. Yeah. And so the way people say, like, you know, Connery is my Bond or, or um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
characters like that, like Michael Keaton is my Batman, like David Tennant is my Doctor Who. And the reason I wear Converse is because he wore Converse. And I was like, I can start. I like those Converse. I like that. But That's funny. So he, he's post-Doctor Who has done a number of kind of indie British movies and TV shows. So he's in this. Billy Conley. Billy Conley, the comedian. Who's, who's amazing. Yeah. And someone called you out for crediting him in, in Brave on Facebook. Yeah, on and Facebook. Like, I'm well, like, uh, <laughs> Rosamund Pike is in this. She was in Gone Girl, of course. That's yeah. probably her most known yeah. role. And David Tennant, I'm like, okay, he was Doctor Who. Yeah. And then Billy Connolly, he was in, I, I didn't want to say Boondock Saints. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll say Brave, because yeah. people like Brave. I know people like Boondock Saints, but I just didn't. <laughs> well, like, Billy Connolly's a brilliant comedian, but he doesn't exactly have the he highest yeah, he's, caliber he's of a He's more of a comedian than, yeah. a, than a film star. I mean, he's done some character roles. And like, if you say Brave, they know what that is. If you say... Um, God, what was it even called? X Files. I want to believe people are gonna be like, "What was mm-hmm. that?" You know, <laughs> but nobody saw that. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, so I think it's like a nice, a nice British family, like road trip. Is it? Is it like a British vacation? Is that what it is? I don't well, know. Um, it sounds like a, there's. It's more dramatic. It's a not twist. a broad right, comedy, right. and there's a dramatic twist in the end. Apparently, yeah. that's quite uh, interesting. But it sounds like a British comedy based on what I've read. Yeah, and like based on whatever happens in the movie. Yeah, and, and... Well, they and go to, uh, I think they go to Scotland? Mm-hmm. His parents' place. Or her parents' place? Yeah. One of their parents' places. And Rosemary Pike, I... I went into Gone Girl expecting it to be good because had a good, um, you know, good creative team behind it, fan of the director. But, man, I was all in. I've, I fell in love with Gone Girl. Some, mm-hmm. some people, it's not for everybody, but just, like... I liked it. Oh, I really liked it. And I thought she was really good, and it kind of... I'm if really, you look at it as a dark comedy, it's, yeah, it works. Yeah, like a soap opera, like a, like yeah. a, a good soap opera, a, a well-shot Don't soap opera. Don't take it opera. too seriously. Yeah, but she was really good in that, so now, like, I think she's going to... She's hit her stride now. Like, she'll be doing more Hollywood stuff now as well. Poor NPH. NPH, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our other one, our other kind of uh, mainstream, uh, nicer movie is... Uh, Learning to Drive. Learning to Drive. Which I keep thinking is License to Drive. That'd be I keep awesome. calling that in my head. I wish we were playing License to Drive. The Corey Haim, Corey Feldman driving movie. Driving but epic. But this is, this is the Patricia Clarkson, Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley learning to drive movie. Yes. And, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I saw Ben Kingsley on, on something, Conan or something a little while ago talking about it. And it's like a nice New York City, I believe. New York City movie. He's a driving instructor. She's learning to drive. And it's kind of a nice, you know... I've noticed a trend in that. This movie, um, Patricia Clarkson's a woman, her husband leaves her, I think. Okay, yeah. And then, um, was it... Uh, she has to figure out how to live on her own in New York City. She and doesn't in, know how to drive. She never has. Her husband did it for her her entire life. Yeah, right. and an Indian immigrant played by Ben Kingsley yeah. is a driving instructor, teaches her, and they become friends. Right. I've noticed the trend that yeah. it's a lot of, like... Middle-aged women who either they're they're widowed or their husband leaves them, and then yeah, they just, gotta figure out how to get their groove back. We just screened that one where where it was Sam Shepard was the age-appropriate part of the love triangle, and Martin Sam Starr. Elliott. Yeah. Sam Elliott, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Sam Elliott. And um, yeah, it is it is it is kind of like well, it seems that there is an audience of, of yeah people like of, these movies of, for sure women of that age group, women of that generation, and they don't get a ton of entertainment thrown their way. 
So when there There's is... There's like nothing written for women. Yeah. Guys. So when there is something like learning to drive or something with a, with a Judy Dench, with a Meryl Streep, with, with uh, like, you know... And then it makes money. Well, of course, that's what we're going to throw our money at because that's yeah. literally all that's written for us. And I love it when, like, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel makes enough money to have a sequel and people are surprised. And, and I'm, I'm not like, even middle-aged. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, no, it's because you got a movie filled with strong, powerful women and it's funny and entertaining. And, and it seems like it's nothing new. And people repeat, whether it be a quality movie or not, people keep forgetting. Because remember in the 90s, there was the first Wives Club Oh, with with Diane Keaton and Beth oh, Midler. Midler and yeah. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. And it was it was humongous. And people were like, what? What's going on? I'm like, because you're offering entertainment to women, <laughs> you know? And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with a man or liking the movie as well. But, you know, like there's... It's my, like, sure, you can criticize that... that Trope, whatever. Yeah. But like, write something else then, guys. Yeah, and then and then you have like really mainstream stuff like Hunger Games, and that does really well, or Twilight, yeah. and it's like, yeah, because you've got a young female protagonist, and all the young females out there who up until this point are had, looking for something to relate to. Yeah, and look look at like the you know eighties nineties, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff I love, but it's all Terminators, Mission Impossible's, <laughs> Die Hards. You know, like like. Well, there there was even that trend for a while. You had Ripley and Alien. Yeah. yeah. You had um, who else am I missing? Yeah, uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton, Hamilton. And yeah. the Terminator. Yeah. And um, and people love it. People like yeah. Like and and and, it's a franchise that you always forget how long it's run for. <laughs> and I say, I I genuinely and I would say this to the filmmakers. I genuinely don't know if I love the movie or I just love how good bad it is. But the Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Are up to like parts a six or seven. And the last one is called like the final, the, the one they're filming right now is called like the final chapter. And then but, it's going to be the real final chapter. Yeah. But that's a the movie. The finalist chapter. With, with then, then, they'll, then they'll have to do one after that called A New Beginning. A New Beginning. Yes. Yeah, they'll reboot it. But that's a movie with a female hero that yep. has made enough, and Hollywood only cares about money. They don't care about a good script or they, money, right? So the first one made money, they made another one. The second one made money, they made another one. Yeah. And now, whether they're great movies or not, what's good about them is Hollywood will look at that and go, oh, we can put a woman in that position. Yeah. And now, like, like, and with Jennifer Lawrence, she's been excelling on, like, this one-two punch of, like, super mainstream Hunger Games and then getting Oscar nominations for slightly more low-budget, like, character pieces. Yeah. And... You know, for every, you know, it's tough. And it's such like, a sad thing, but they're like, we can't tell anybody we've turned 40 because then I'll stop getting work for, for a woman mm-hmm. actress. Like, yeah. And isn't there's like an Amy Schumer clip? Yeah. About that, where there's like having a party for oh, the Julia last, Lewis Dreyfus's. Yeah. Last, <laughs> last fuckable day as a, as a celebrity. As an, yeah. 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 And then they put her in a boat and they're like, <laughs> as, if, as if they're going to go kill her. And they're like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh no, she's just going home. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and, and, and my, my, my nerd dream has always been, um, Lucy Lawless as a live action Wonder Woman. Yeah. And so you look at the other side of the coin. I can't think of a better actress oh my for God. that. And to, to be, there's no way to get around this without sounding horrible, but she did a show called Spartacus a little while ago, not mm-hmm. too long ago, and she's naked in half the show. Yeah. And she looks great. Yeah. So besides for that, she's a talented actress. She still looks great, you know, and, and she can kick ass. She can throw a sword around. We've seen her do it in Xena. Yeah. So on the other side of the coin, you've got um, Robert Downey Jr. 
as Iron Man, Ben Affleck as Batman, um, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner Hulk, mm-hmm. etc. They're all in their early 40s. Yeah. But Lucy in her early 40s cannot be considered to play Wonder Woman because... Because what? She's geriatric? She's like, too old, yeah. And it's and so I love that like, she's in the new Army of Darkness TV show with Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. And you see her in that, and you're just like, oh my God, let her be. And so like, I've loved Sigourney Weaver my whole life, and I love that she continues to do either action or drama or whatever. And she's the exception, maybe, that she's managed to hang on. And Maybe and she never talks about her birthday. Do maybe, we know what her birthday is? Maybe she's so imposing that she's like, she's okay, like, <laughs> yeah. But it is a shame because there's so, like, and then you look at Jennifer Lawrence and you're like, do you have 10 years? Like, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, I hope she does because she's pretty smart, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's this, this you, you can't, yeah, Hollywood's so dumb sometimes. It's like, like it's I like, can't even imagine getting into the business because because that. You're, like, yeah. watching your back, basically. Like, tomorrow shelf, could be my last life. day. Yeah. 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 Well, like, like, where did, um, like, you look at, at uh, like, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. She's still around. She's amazing. She's she still, still working. Great. But she's not, like, headlining. You know, like, she'll be, like, a, like, third or fourth build. She'll be, like, supporting yeah. well, we actors. Showed a, we showed a film of hers that yeah. she starred in called The Calling, the, which yeah. is, like, a Canadian horror film. Yeah. Where and she so, played a cop. Yeah. But, th- but that was, like, much... Yeah, smaller, like, in, smaller yeah, Canadian independent film. film. Yeah. Which is cool. I think she's cool. currently raising money via, like... Uh, Rocky Horror T-shirts to produce a movie about a transsexual. Oh, like like a like a based on a true story. Thing? Uh, I don't know if it's based on a true story, but she's just like yeah, sort of using that avenue to generate. And oh like God, she'll do that. Generate interest and funds for a a project about a transsexual person. So every every Rocky Horror fan will go and buy a T-shirt. Should go buy yeah. I'll look into that. I'll put it on our old. Facebook and Twitter, we should get... I forget what it says on the t-shirt. I sent it to Emily from the Shadowcast. If only the shed, if only the lovely Shadowcast were better at social media, because I'm pretty sure their last Twitter post is from, like, April 2012. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> like, know who tweets for them. Like, um, their it, Facebook is active. Because I always try to go on and I'll put, like, at absent friends for, for the new screening. The last, like, 25 tweets are you. Yeah, and then I look and I'm like, oh, nobody's home. <laughs> nobody's there. But man, I love like I love the we we what is it? Maybe it's different we're showing right now. Something yeah. we're showing right now. At the end, it says thank you to our Kickstarter things, oh, our yeah. Kickstarter supporters. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies we show have that. I love that. Like it, it's so cool that that people will are getting behind stuff, helping it get to the screen. I saw a tweet the other day that was basically like, "Guys, Hollywood is not producing content for us. Let's yeah. just kickstart the shit out of everything." Oh yeah, though, yeah. Kick, we want to see. Though Kickstarter isn't. You know, um, it's not easy. No, no, oh, not at all. I, no. But what I mean is, is that there's there's this video. Um, I forget the filmmaker. He was a, a special effects guy on a lot of big movies. Yeah, um, I think like Predator or something. And he made a um, a low budget horror film using Kickstarter. Right. Because he wanted to make a horror film with um, practical effects. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how how difficult Kickstarter is in terms of like. You know, it doesn't really fund everything. Oh, yeah. And a lot of these Kickstarter campaigns, they're just really financing, like, the post-production and the music clearance and all that. They still have to get money elsewhere. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he ran into some producer who's like, oh, you got Kickstarter, huh? 
easy money or free money. And yeah. he's like, no. No. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's a great tool. But like, okay, so are there like rules for Kickstarter? You can't be like, my project is going to cost me $600,000. So that is what I want to raise. You could if you want. because well, like, Wasn't there something with Veronica Mars like where the fans not? got yeah. pissed off? They're like, uh, why did Warner Brothers use Kickstarter? Why did a, a major corporation use Kickstarter? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's such a slippery slope because pretty much... Like and I, I have I've never seen the Veronica Mars movie, but as far as I understand, what that was was Warner Brothers said to the producer, said, "No, we 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 own the property, but we don't have an interest in making because the filmmaker okay. I, I forget this yeah. guy's name, but he's talking about uh, yeah, case in point, Veronica Mars. When I saw the Kickstarter for that, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, that that's owned by Warner Brothers. They can't just yeah. like Warner Brothers must be in on this. So he went and said, if I can raise funds elsewhere." will you distribute it and, like, give us permission to use what is essentially your characters? And Warner Brothers, and if you look at it from a nice point of view, Warner Brothers said, okay, we have no interest in this. We don't think it's going to make money. If you can raise the money, you have our blessing. We'll help you, to, you know, with some advertising and promotion, but we're not going to do anything. So he went to the fans and he said, I want... We're going to do this totally low budget. Like, we'll do it for, like, the cost of filming two episodes, essentially. I'll do it for nothing. We'll pay the crew. Most of the actors will work for minimum wage, and we'll make a $3 million, 90-minute movie. And then they made, like, $6 million because everybody threw money at them. Yeah. So then they got to have a bit more production value. And then, um, to be fair to Warner Brothers, the movie came out, and it flopped, and nobody went to see it. So they were right. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Serenity thing. Exactly, yeah. Like, where it's like... But Serenity was financed by Universal. Wasn't yeah, it? that was before Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's it's a tough thing because like you'll you'll always have some negativity of somebody going like, "Oh, you're fill in the blank. Why do you need money?" And you're like, "Well, I am a successful actor, but I don't have five million dollars in the bank. I have, you know, a million dollars in the bank." If you don't want to give me yeah. that money, you don't have to. That's the thing too. It's like <laughs> if you don't like Kickstarter, just don't participate. You know, like and and, uh, but like somebody like. Um, like Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords, mm -hmm. he's what you would consider a celebrity from a certain point of view, but most people don't know who he is. Like his show is on I'm HP. sad for the people who don't know oh, who God. he is. Oh, God, yeah, I know. Because but, my life has changed since oh. he has come into it. <laughs> but they, they needed money to get what we, what we do in the shadows yeah. done. And they got that money. They also got a bit of money from, I believe, like, you know, a New Zealand board and this and that. And they, you know, Of course. New, New Zealand, Zealand gave them some money. Yeah, that, well, that was my point is that it doesn't, I think people naively think that Kickstarter funds, like, funds yeah. it 100%. And it's, it's the same thing that people naively think about more traditional grants. Like, they think, like, oh, you phone up Canada Council and say, I'd give really like money. to make a movie. <laughs> like, no, it's just like, like, give me okay, tax we'll dollars. give you $1,000. It's, it's months of paperwork and pitches. And, and that's the catch is that, and then if it's the reality of you have a Joe job or a day job or whatever else. And like when it was, when we were doing the fundraiser to, and you know, our, our patrons are amazing and, yeah. and we, we got our, our projector and, but man, it was work. Like it was mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like Every organizing. Every penny and nickel liter literally. Yeah. And, and we did ranging from like, we had a concert in here. We had special screenings. We had raffles. We had auctions. We had this and that. We sold tags on the seats, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, it's like a full-time job in itself. Yeah. And so when they fail, that's why. I think it's because people go on and go like, I want to make my movie. Give me $20,000. And then they make 400 bucks. No perks for you. No perks yeah. for you. But then you'll have people like Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk 
from Serenity, from the aforementioned Serenity, uh, they're doing a, a web series. And they did a video where they said, look, we, we know that we're actors, we know this, but, but we're putting some of our money into this, but we would love to get some money to do this and this and this. And, and, and people are getting really good at like breaking down the numbers. Mm -hmm. the, the one for Turbo Kid that we screened recently, mm -hmm. like their Kickstarter, or it might be Indiegogo, I might be misspeaking, one, one of those, uh, is amazing. And they, they, they broke down like, this is where this money's going, this mm -hmm. is where that money's going. If we make this much money, we can afford making action figures. And so you look at it and you're like, oh. Not, not just give us money and we'll yeah. put your name in the credits or, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we'll, so you'll, you'll pay us to be in the movie. Yeah. And so it's, in, it's interesting. Like, and and God, I'm going to start keeping track, but like the number of movies that go through here that are mm -hmm. kickstartered are a lot. Yeah. Like, Speaking of which, the, yep. um, is the editor crowdsourced? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. That's, it is Canadian. It's, so, yeah. it's Canadian. It's uh, getting back to what we're showing. This yeah. is uh, Friday, uh, Ottawa premiere of the editor. It's Friday at 9 and Wednesday at 9. At nine. Correct. And this is an Astron 6 production. Yeah, and they, they have a very familiar stamp, anybody who's seen some of their films. I don't even know what you would call this genre, but it's like, it's like a throwback to, uh, it's, it's like Grindhouse. Yeah, purposefully done Grindhouse films, present day. It's a tongue-in-cheek throwback to these old um, exploitation films. Yeah, so the editor is kind of a spoof on Jalo. Yeah, and so it has that movies. very familiar kind of keyboard score. Yeah, like Goblin and... Yeah, I love that keyboard score. It's, it's yeah. quite a cast, though. It, yeah. Udo Kier is in it. Like a creepy it. movie... As also sort of ridiculous as it seems. Yeah, the trailer's great. The trailer, if you didn't know what you were looking at, you could think that this is like a 1974 mm -hmm. Italian film. Yeah. Like it, it just like the, the the cinematography on it that they're that they're they're um, they're copying. Yeah. And the score and, and even like the posters, everything is just spot on. And they're what was they they did Manborg? They did Manborg, which was which did really well here. Yeah. yeah. And what so was they're other? they're from Montreal, these guys. Yeah. Like. And they've done a bunch of shorts, so it's kind of like uh, they're kind of like the Turbo Kid team. Yeah, same same kind of filmmaking. Yeah, it's funny that, that that both these groups are coming out of Montreal and having success now. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's a, a fun retro. It's, it's we're we're hitting our Halloween stride a little bit early. We're getting like September stuff because we can. Um, so that's one, and then the other movie. Last but not least is the Look of Silence. Another Ottawa premiere. Another Ottawa premiere um, from the. Oscar-nominated team behind the Act of Killing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joshua Oppenheimer. Produced by or produced or presented by whatever the tag Werner is. Herzog Werner Herzog who, and Errol Morris, who yeah. make uh, similar documentaries yeah. about mm -hmm. um, dark Sad subjects. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched the Act of Killing the other day. Yeah, because I received an email from a woman who was like, "You should play them like one after the other," and no. I was like, "Whoa, no. this sounds like the saddest <laughs> yeah. afternoon of my life." Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? At the same time, I kind of want to rewatch it, but like, yeah. I'm never gonna. And that movie it pissed. I mean, that movie pissed a lot of people off. Even for all the praise it got, it pissed people off. Yeah. Because they felt, oh, this is really exploitive. Oh yeah. You well, know, I was amazed. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's like, you or whoever, uncomfortable when that movie it's is the, done. Which is the point. It's yeah. like it's a it's confrontational filmmaking. Yeah. It, I I couldn't believe it got an Oscar nomination because it yeah. it's so out there, and. I don't know if we should talk about it too much. I don't know. The yeah. weird dream, dreamy, yeah. whatever fantasy sequences that, like, sorry. And it's just like, 
it's one of those things that you describe it to somebody, and if they totally don't know what you're talking about, it just sounds too crazy to actually I was be to a project. To my roommates, and they were like, "What? What?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Okay, let me talk about the follow-up movie, yeah. so that you can, like sort of have a timeline." Well, line. the story in this film is pretty uh, pretty interesting. It's um, it's all about um, the people who committed this genocide in Indonesia. And it's the family of the survivors discover how their son was murdered and the identity of the men who murdered him. And they live, the killers are neighbors of right. them. They live down the street. God, these documentaries are crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's sort of like, uh, I, I've never seen Shoah. Have you seen Shoah? No, I haven't. I have. But, uh, yes. That eight hour documentary about I've seen the Nazis. Of it. Yeah. Where they're actually interviewing yeah. these Nazis and he's saying, like, tell me how you did all this stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Like, no, saw, you're going to talk about it. Not Showa, but there was another documentary that came out a couple of years ago that was something similar, where it's like, let's talk about... Actually, it was like um, a person's sister who had like been experimented on in the, in the camps was like confronting the doctor who experimented on his sister. Like, tell yeah. me what you did. Oh, man. And tell me why. And he was just like... Well, blah, blah, blah. it's not that big a deal. That's just what we did. And she's like, well, yeah. you're talking about my <laughs> yeah. sister. It's amazing. Like, documentaries, especially of this, this genre, this corner of the documentary world, whether it be talking to, like, war-related things or, or even, like, like, any, like, a crime genre documentary or whatever, some of the footage they show and just some of the stuff that the filmmakers are doing or people they're talking to, it's just this level of... How do you of, put yourself in a oh position where you're, like, in proximity, in very close proximity to these people? Yeah. It must it, be terrifying. Oh, God. And, like, it, we, we just screened Cartel Land, and <laughs> both... I of, missed that. Oh, my God. Apparently, like, it's amazing. Both a mix of them talking to, you know, guys with guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, these aren't, ta- these aren't talking head... No. Uh, yeah. Traditional documentaries. No. It's, like, they're in the field. They're... Talking to real people who have killed people. Well, there's scenes in... They're in the action, like, as it happens. Scenes in cartel land of, um, like, gunplay, of, like, this this vigilante mob who are heroes or crazy, depending on your point of view, going after the cartel, and there's, like, guns being shot, and there's, like, a guy behind a camera, ducked behind a car, like... and, And then even just, like... Like, and you're seeing people, like, you, you, there, there's a dead guy in the movie. Like, yeah. a guy gets killed in the movie. and you, Really? Oh, yeah. Like, like one, one of the vigilante guys. Like, you don't see it, but, like, there's gunplay. And then later, there's, there's, a, there's a guy laying in a pool of blood and people crying. And it's like, oh, well, it's like that's a dead act, man on the screen. In the act of killing. They're, like, like recreating things that they've done. But it's yeah. like, ah, uh, you might actually do it if you keep pulling on that, you know? Yeah. And, like, to, to a much lesser extent, not human life, but even, like, we screened that Greenpeace documentary recently, and they're showing stuff happening to the whales. And yeah. even that, I'm like, oh, my God, God. Uh, like, like, like you, there, there's other ways we can go about this. Yeah. We don't need to do this, you know. But, but by showing it, it, it gets in your head. Yeah. Like, it's there forever. And, 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 but, like, I always joke about it, but we, we screen some great documentaries, but I'm glad every once in a while when we screen, like, our, our nice music documentaries, just because, yeah. oh, this is nice. Oh, oh everyone's happy. Oh, a it's good a, soundtrack this it's, week. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a reunion of a, of a great old band. That, that's, a, that's a nice feel-good piece because some of these documentaries, they're, they're worth seeing, but they're, I wouldn't want to do a double bill of some of these. And, and, and they Which are, is weird because if I'm at home and it's like, I'm 
picking stuff to watch, I'll yeah. usually just watch a bunch of depressing stuff in a row until my roommates come home yeah. and they're like, oh, Mel, let's watch cartoons. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and, and while we're on the subject of warm and fuzzy documentaries, yes. we also have Welcome to Leith. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> and the, uh, the white supremacist uh, small town documentary. Next Nazi weekend. Do- that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, the trailer just looks like... And, and another example of tense, like, I, I believe in the trailer there's scenes of basically, like, an old-timey small-town hall meeting where when the Nazis weren't around, it would be like, well, we got to build a fence, or what's the pie festival going to be? And then the Nazis come to town. And, it, <laughs> and they got their own ideas on the pie festival. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, just watching it, I'm like, oh, my, I would not want to be in this room with these people and some of the things that they say even just in the trailer where it's like well if we weren't being harassed this much maybe we wouldn't have to (laughs) and it's just like what are you talking about no you're nazis but yeah so that's that's another feel-good documentary we have coming up yeah but a lot of this stuff is is what i always say is is great i'm glad i saw it but i'll never never probably see it again and back when i worked at a video store i was always fascinated that there would be people who would buy out of the old like previously viewed section stuff of this caliber and i'm like really are you, are you gonna be like because you know when you're like hey it's christmas time let's let's watch it's a wonderful life but you're like hey it's thanksgiving let's gather around the tv and watch act of killing again and be thankful <laughs> like, that our family has not gone through such horrors. i guess yeah <laughs> like this like i i saw um for something a bit more mainstream i saw schindler's list in what year was that 93 mm-hmm. at this the 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 sadly extinct somerset movie theater mm-hmm. here in town and that's the only time I've seen that one, because at the end of that, I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch any of that again. Yeah. It was amazing, but it's just like... You're like Angela's Ashes? Like, <laughs> yeah. why? Yeah, like, that's not something I'm going to, like, oh, let's, let's, all, let's make some popcorn and watch this again, but... On the other hand, It's a Beautiful Life is not a documentary, but it's yeah. really sad, but also, like, I watch that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. But what else? And then, yeah, so then stay tuned, because we're going to have a lot more announcements of Halloween stuff coming up before you know it. It's almost yeah. October already. We're closing in October. Um, I'm sure we'll have some cool, besides for Rocky Horror for five screenings. Yeah. Oh, we've got Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Tickets are on sale in the box Available. office. Available, yep. And Tales of Halloween, another uh, anthology, anthology film collection. Cool. And then before that, uh, we have too much to talk about now in our time frame, yeah. but uh, <laughs> Cooties have coming up with Elijah Wood. And that's a um, kids go crazy with a zombie virus horror comedy. Um, and then, God, it's next weekend already? Next weekend, September 26th, is the second annual Batman Day. And we're screening Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which I'm fairly confident is the first time this has been on a big screen since it came out. Uh, a very cool, uh, classically 2D, hand-drawn, animated mm-hmm. Batman mm-hmm. film. Uh, looks amazing. Just it's it, like the Batman of your youth if you were born in yeah. like the late eighties, early nineties. But kind of similar in tone to I haven't seen it, but I know it's similar in tone to like the Christopher Nolan films. It's a little darker. And every every Batman since this Batman is influenced by it. Like, and it, it's a, a couple guys named Bruce Bruce Tim and and Paul Dini did, created it. And it's a, a guy named Kevin Conroy does the voice of Batman, and Mark Hamill Mark does Hamill the does voice the of Joker. Joker. And he beat out. Um, like Tim Curry and our friend Crispin Glover for the role. Mm. Uh, but you listen to, when, when I read Batman comics, I hear Mark Hamill and Kevin <laughs> Conroy. Skywalker. Like, like I don't hear Jack Nicholson. Um, I don't hear 
uh, Christian Bale. I hear Kevin Conroy. Or, uh, Cesar Romero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So come out. We'll have uh, and comic book shop will be on hand and be giving out free comic books to everybody who comes out. So come and get a free comic book, and there'll be cool folks in cosplay as well. Yay! And what else? Well, the room is on the twenty sixth with the Canadian premiere of the Neighbors, which is a oh the, the pilot TV episode <laughs> of the Tommy Wiseau, and it's it's. If you're familiar with the room, you'll be familiar what we're going to be screening with neighbors. It's, and I want to briefly mention this premiere we've got coming up in November. It's quite a ways away, but it's worth mentioning because I saw the trailer for it. It looks mm-hmm. really good. James White. Yes. This uh, gritty drama about um, this angry young man and his dying mother. Yeah. It looks, not, to, not to make it sound yeah. depressing, but <laughs> it's uh, hilarious. the trailer is on uh, YouTube and it, it looks really really strong and we're getting it hot on the heels of all of its festival runs this summer yeah when it was booked i'm like okay where's the trailer and there was no trailer when we booked it i had to wait a week for the trailer to come online i saw it i'm like wow this looks really good yeah i had to wait a little while to mock up the poster for the premiere page because they didn't they didn't have anything like that's how fresh they were out of the gates the (laughs) link Mm -hmm. on the newsletter is just to the poster yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> and it's a cool poster too. Yeah. It's like a portrait of his face made out of uh, lined paper. Yeah, and that's all you get. That's all the information you could have on this movie. So that's one of many. Well, Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City plays the mother. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of many uh, a million premieres, premieres yeah, that we got coming up. There's a bunch of stuff on up. the page. It's all in order. Yeah, with go all look the at dates. the website. And uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and yeah. whatever other social media that we're on. And now, uh, thanks to our friends House of Targ, they're doing uh, uh, Wiz- Wizard Picks Mayfair Flicks uh, on their in-house um, mm-hmm. I don't uh, think, TV monitors. I think it's Wizard Pick. Wizard Pick? Wizard Pick Mayfair Flick? Yeah. yeah. Mayfair Flicks. Yeah. Wizard Pick. <laughs> Wizard Pick. Like Mayfair. they are the Wizard Pick Mayfair Flicks. Right. Yes. That's how I put... Because I was reading it and I kept putting an S myself and yeah. I was like... No, wait. <sighs> <laughs> how am I going to say this? The Wizard Pick Mayfair Flicks. Yes. And we're just doing a little ad swap with them so we'll have their ad in, in-house and we'll be advertising some of their concerts and they'll be advertising our movies. Yay. Our cool neighbors across the street. And um, so they're one of our sponsors. Our other sponsor, thanks to audible.com. Yeah, download a free audiobook at uh, audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. Cool. What should we recommend this Did week? we find out if this changes everything is on there? I believe it is. It cool. is, it is, actually. So that's coming up on October 4th, so you should probably listen to it before you come watch the documentary and talk with Naomi Klein so you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you, and, then, <laughs> and then you could buy a physical book off of her to support her yeah. and get her to sign it. And also Octopus Books. Yes. So... That's coming up soon, too. So check our website for more information on that. MayfairTheater.ca. Yeah. Let's get out of here. All right. (laughs) See you later.